This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. As we enter November, the holiday turkeys and sweet treats are already on everyone's mind. But before we count the number of marshmallows on that sweet potato casserole, we're going to take some time to celebrate a dish that's worthy of its own month, pizza. October was National Pizza Month, so today we'll talk about the unlimited combinations of toppings that can go on your next homemade pizza. Later in the hour, we'll talk with Evelyn Rufton from the Crown Restaurant in Indianola. And as always, we want to hear from you about what's happening in your kitchen and about your favorite recipes. So give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can always send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. Morning, Deborah. How are you doing this morning? Kevin, I am over the top and in the clouds this morning. I have had not only a fantastic weekend, uh, but last week when I was out, I was out negotiating one of the biggest catering deals that I've had to date. Oh, so wow. I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, so, you know, for everybody who's looking for that extra yummy stuff for the holidays, give me a buzz. <laughs> uh, that's a lucky group there that's uh, going to get some good uh, Deborah food there for their event. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> want to put in a cross plug. You know, Thursdays at 9 is uh, the Creature Comforts, and we talk a lot about what goes on at the uh, Museum of Natural Science in Jackson. A friend of mine and I went there Saturday uh, and went out on the uh, walking trails, and it was a great day uh, Saturday it was a little chilly, but nice and sunny, uh, so we went out there, and just a, just a great time. So I'd encourage folks, before it gets to be too terribly cold, you know, these days where it's a little bit chilly, but the sun is out, it's a great time to get out because you can really enjoy the outdoors, go to your favorite hiking trail, or just go outside and enjoy this weather because, you know, we do eventually get weather uh, winter here in Mississippi, and I'm afraid uh, in the next month or so it might get too cold to where folks don't want to go outside anymore. So this fallish weather I would encourage everybody to take advantage of. I actually saw your pictures on Facebook. You look like you were having a, a really wonderful time, and I'm going to uh, say kudos to that, Kevin, because, you know, I love being outside. So we, we do really want to encourage everybody to enjoy Mississippi. It's a beautiful place. Like there are trails on every other road, you know. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, the museum is one, but, uh, you know, I, I frequently walk at a park in Pearl, and it's got a nice walking track. I know there's several here in the central Mississippi area, and imagine wherever you are in Mississippi, there's a park or a trail that you can walk on. And, uh, and again, the other thing was the way I was huffing and puffing by the time we got to the <laughs> end of it told me that I need to keep doing that because uh, in addition to enjoying the great outdoors, you're getting some good exercise as well. Exactly. So, so you brought in uh, something to celebrate. The October was a pizza month, National Pizza Month. And, boy, you brought in a real winner, a homemade pizza. So tell us a little bit about uh, what's on there. And money just piled high with toppings. So listen, Kevin, this is like my fantasy dream pizza. You know, like when you go to your, your pizza joints and you order pizza, you know, you it's always like, gosh, I wish I had a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that. That's the beautiful thing about making, um, you know, homemade pizzas. And so we use a little brioche bread. Uh, I created a really yummy special secret sauce. <laughs> and we'll put this in our next cookbook that's coming up, Kevin. And then I piled it high with ground beef and a Mississippi sausage. And you've got mushrooms piled heaven high. And <laughs> we've got uh, uh, lots of mozzarella and green onions. And then I topped it off, Kevin, to give it that beautiful, beautiful look with some fresh greens. Mm-hmm. 
So that again, that made me feel better. I'm like, oh look, there's some greens on there. So it's now <laughs> now it's a healthy piece of pizza. But uh, I liked, you know, again, always, you always bring in such great stuff. And again, I thought that the sausage was a nice bite on there. Uh, and as it, it wouldn't be a Deborah Hunter a creation without a little bit of a little bit of heat, just well, a tiny. So was bit. that in the sauce? It's a little heat in the sauce. Kevin. Okay, but yeah. as you said, that's a secret, so we won't delve too deeply into that. So you know, the, the thing for me is. From the bread to the last bite, I want to enjoy all of it, you know. So I've actually treated the crust, uh, and then we uh, layered it with this secret sauce. And then in between each layer, Kevin, you get a little, just a little brush of the sauce between each layer. So that's why you can feel that really robust taste. Um, And then, like I said, it's just loaded with everything that you want, you know. And I think that the the mozzarella cheese almost acts like um, a lid. I mean, it, it, the way it melts on there, it helps keep the whole thing together. And so that when you bite into it, not all the toppings go tumbling off everywhere. So that's a beautiful, whatever cheese you choose, you know, you want to use something that's going to, you know, melt really yummy, whether it's, um, I like to use white cheddar as well, or, you know, you can use a mild cheddar. You, you can, When you finish, Kevin, you could top this off with a little feta, a gold cheese. I mean, it's just absolutely wonderful. Oh, and the right on top, I forgot to tell you. I just added a zest of fresh lemons uh, right on top. And so that's that little hint that you get in the back of your palate. So it's just a really great grown-up pizza for a Monday. I mean, this is the breakfast of champions, right? (laughs) Well, I think that's the other thing that's that's fun about pizza is that, you know, you've got the base, the crust, and and then some sauce. But then... You can go any sort of every which way uh, with toppings. You can go with with a vegetarian topping, and uh, you, as you said, put a little bit of lemon zest on there to just give that a little bit of flavor. And that's the fun thing about something like this is you can, you know, be very delicate with your combination of flavors, and and really, um, people are like, you know, what what, what, is, what is that, that I taste? Yeah, Which yeah. to me, I guess, as the creator, you're kind of like wet when people are going. What? Yeah, that? I've you know heard a little bit of that in the hallway. You know, some people ooh and and all, going like, "What is that though?" So yeah, it's it's always you know, food for me is like art. Uh, you know, and I want the colors and I want the taste combinations to be just right. And I I'm really grateful, and I say it all the time. You know, to be a Southern girl because I think here in the South we have a very um, really uh, delicious palate for taste and flavors and textures, and so it just plays well even when you're creating a pizza. So uh, for the crust, uh, did you use a, like the, one of the crusts you can buy at the grocery store? Did you? What was the crust? So this is a the crust is actually a pre baked brioche, uh, fresh from a local deli, and um, we just took the brioche and just sliced it, you know, with a bread knife straight down the middle, and then I gave it the first layer of uh, this yummy secret sauce, and then we did the second layer, and then cheese, and then you know, pals and pals of. Yummy, heavy, heavy, heaven. <laughs> um, you know, at the at most pizza places, you can get a variety of crusts. I do like the thin and crispy, but when you have a nice hearty pizza like this, that's got, I mean, just these wonderful yeah, you toppings. Hold on to yeah, it. you need something that's a little more substantial. And so I think that the it was just a, a great mix of uh, of you know adding to that, and it's a, it's a good base to put all that yummy stuff on. And so it depends on which side of the brioche that you picked up, Kevin, because I literally wanted to create both you know the textures of a thin crust and and one that was a little bit heavier. So I took the top layer and used it to create our thin crust pizza. So I think maybe it might be some still at home. <laughs> I don't know. Good luck with that. Um, and then the second half, I you know I made it a little bit heavier. So it just depends on which piece you picked up. 
And uh, for the the ground beef, did you season that at all when you cooked it? Everything is seasoned, okay. you know, um, and that's that's one of the things about you know the way that I cook. Uh, no matter what it is, Kevin, I want to treat each individual ingredient uh, like it's extremely special, you know. So I'm, I did ground the beef and add all the wonderful seasonings in there uh, before I added it on because you don't want you know that bland taste from the ground beef on your pizza. What about with the uh, with the the um... The bell pepper and the tomato, uh, the, the um, mushrooms. Did you heat them, sauté them at all, or did they go on there pl- uh, raw? No, you. I just I, I did sauté them uh, before. Like I said, each ingredient has been treated before it was put on the pizza. Again, you know, it, you know that's something that's really great to be able to do at home. That you may not have the time when you're you know putting out ten thousand pieces at a restaurant. You know, but at home you can take your time and slow it down a little bit and make it really special for you and your your guest. So absolutely. All right. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the wiki has a definition of pizza, <clears throat> and they say that pizza is a savory dish of Italian origin consisting of a usually round, flattened base of leavened wheat-based dough topping, topped with tomatoes, cheese, and various other ingredients. In formal settings, like a restaurant, pizza is eaten with a knife and fork, but in casual settings, <laughs> it is cut into wedges to be eaten while held in the hand. It's funny to me that <clears throat> Wikipedia can take something like pizza and make it sound so... I don't know. Not, not. I mean, but you know, that's that's food etiquette. But I've never seen, even in some of the most swinkiest kinds of <laughs> restaurants, somebody really take their pizza. The, I will. The only reason I'll use a knife and fork is when it first comes out, or when they first deliver it to your table, first comes out of the oven, and the cheese is a little bit hot. To avoid that idea of I'm going to burn my mouth with the cheese, <laughs> I'll cut it. But then, I, you know, like I said, I think you're right. Even in, in fancy restaurants, I've never seen uh, anyone using a knife and yeah, fork. Yeah, I just pizza. don't order the pizza in fancy restaurants, <laughs> Kevin. You know. Plus, it's it's so much easier just to pick it up and bite into it. <laughs> right. Even me, when I'm using the knife and fork, after a while, I'm like, the cheese is cooled off enough. Let me just eat this pizza. So according to etiquette, Kevin, did you know that you're not supposed to eat chicken with your fingers? Okay. Yeah, you're supposed to literally use a knife and a fork to eat every bite of chicken off of your bone. Well, I <laughs> I have a hard enough like with a chicken leg, which I love. I sometimes have a hard enough biting it off with my mouth, much less using a knife and fork. But oh well, I'm I'm an uncultured person, I guess, then, and, and proud of it for this for this occasion. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue talking about pizza this morning. Uh, if you'd like to join in our conversation, you can. The phone lines are open. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Today we're discussing all that uh, the mighty pizza that celebrates National Pizza Month every October, which was first observed in 1984 and created by Jerry Dunrell, the publisher of Pizza Today magazine. During the break, think about how much you would pay for a pizza that was made with flakes of 24-carat gold, caviar, and truffles. When we come back, we'll reveal the price of that pizza. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we're celebrating National Pizza Month. That was last month. And yes, it is November when it's something as good as pizza. We're going to uh, take that uh, mulligan there and, and give us a couple of days there. Uh, if you have a nice pizza recipe that you want to share with us, or maybe you want to talk about what your favorite local pizzeria is, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 
888-346-7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we mentioned a pizza that was made with 24-carat gold flakes, caviar, truffles, and also on this pizza is French uh, foie gras, Stilton cheese imported from England. Uh, it is sold in uh, New York at the Industry Kitchen. The pizza is $250 a slice and 2000 for the whole pie, but you have to order it uh, 48 hours in advance. Your Ta-da! thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, this would probably be the only time that I'd actually pull out a knife and a fork to eat pizza. <laughs> During the break, we both were suggesting that uh, when you get that slice, you actually scrape the gold flakes <laughs> off to the side and uh, cash them in because you're going to need that to help pay for uh, pay for that two hundred fifty dollars a slice. That's uh, that's kind of expensive. And then the other thing is, I've heard this thing idea of gold flake or whatever on food before, and I don't understand. I mean, I guess it's obviously just to say it's on there, but I don't. I wonder. I don't think it, it has no, taste very good. It doesn't have any health benefits, Kevin. According to the people that's done the research, it won't cause any harm to your body. But as it passes to through your digestive system and it passes out, you have gold flakes okay <laughs> and and that's you know but it's just kind of a it's trending right now you know you've got you know people with tons and tons of money and they want to do you know really fun stuff and this is you know i'm just waiting for somebody to call me and invite me out for a slice of pizza i'm not you know i'm not knocking it right <laughs> well i agree if it's like if, if someone else is picking up the tab i'm right. all for it that's for sure uh, but i think you're right i think it's uh it's one of those where i can afford to spend $250 for a slice of pizza, so I'm going to do it, and, and I want something to show for it. So um, uh, if that's a little out of your budget, how about $450? You can get a pizza topped with lobster thermidor, black Asian co- – I'm sorry, black Alaskan cod, smoked salmon, tiger prawns, and Russian caviar from Stevenson Pizza in Richmond, British Columbia. And if you call me, I'll make you a pizza with ground beef, mushrooms, <laughs> green onions, and all the yummy stuff. And we can sell it to you for $100 a slice. <laughs> well, at least that one, I think, makes a little more sense because all of those are uh, seafood of some. It's lobster, cod, salmon, prawns, which are uh, shrimp, I think, and caviar. So that's all things from the sea. So at least it sort of thematically, I think, works a little bit better. Uh, than uh, than the other one, which to me the the two thousand dollar pizza, it's like I think they're just thinking of every expensive thing you could possibly put on a pizza and slapping it on there. I think we should put gold leaves on fried chicken. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, really, I think it would be. I think that would be truly fancy, Kevin. I, no, no, wait, I'm having a vision. Right, we got the fried chicken and gold leaf mashed potatoes. <laughs> Now, they do have the gold leaf uh, hot wings. Okay. <laughs> they, they do have gold leaf hot wings. And just, uh, just yesterday, I saw a gold, and like you say, Deborah, they just putting gold leaf on anything. It was a gold leaf uh, steak, and they and they chopped it. I think it was like filet mignon. They chopped it down the middle, and they had the gold. I was like, what is this? <laughs> My grandmother, Kevin, would not be happy. That's all I have to say. She would just not be happy. I, I imagine the scene, too. Someone's got one of those you know big gold bricks, and they're in the kitchen with the grill. Or just, uh, I mean, I'm, I know that's not how they make it, but it's kind of funny that uh, that would be an expensive. Uh, but yeah, that's, and I guess it obviously might look good. I mean, you could, you know, add a little sparkle to the. Uh, and and the other thing is, I, that's, I would imagine you want it on the top layer so that people can see there's gold on there. I've actually heard, heard people say that they it gives them a, a feeling of euphoria, but I think it's your brain, the whole idea that you just 
innate goalie. <laughs> and, and so it, um, you know, it excites your senses and your, you know, dopamines are, are heightened. Uh, but I've actually heard somebody tell me that. And so I'm going, uh, okay. I'm, the only time that I feel that way is when the gold is deposited in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we're uh, looking for your phone calls this morning. What's your favorite thing to put on a pizza? Or maybe you have a favorite place to go eat pizza in your area. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So Deborah, what are some of your, you know, I imagine your pizza this morning has some of yours, but what are some of your other kind of favorite uh, things to put on a pizza. Now, I actually do a pasta pizza that I love, Kevin, uh, and I do it with many uh, penny noodles. And mm-hmm. then I add in uh, some shrimp and some chicken with that. And it's really, really, uh, you know, a great bite of pizza. But that's the wonderful thing about pizza. You can take it from something super savory. And, of course, you know, we have tons of sweet pizzas now. And so you can do apple pie pizza or pecan pie pizza or sweet potato pie pizza or pineapple and, you know, whatever, whatever. And so chocolate bar pizza. It's just you know, just have at it. And I, do, I will say that the pizza chains that uh, have the pizza buffet, I give them credit because, again, they've got to come up with, you know, eight, nine, ten different varieties to keep people happy. But they do have those dessert pizzas. And surprise, surprise, and everyone that listens probably knows my love of desserts. Uh, but I do like those, uh, you know, the as you mentioned, the apple pie one is good. And then also there's one, I think, that has uh, chocolate chips and chocolate sauce on there. So uh, that is the fun thing about pizza. Again, it can go from savory to sweet uh, and it's still good. So uh, let's talk a little bit about some classic pizza combinations. Um, I, I hope I'm saying this right. I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever pronounced it. The, the margar- margarita, that can't be right, but we'll <laughs> call, we'll go with it. Uh, it's a, Nepo- a, a Neapolitan-style pizza with a thin crust, fresh tomato sauce, fresh mozzarella cheese, and just a few leaves of basil. Uh, the toppings are simple, but they also have the power to be truly sublime in a way that few other toppings can be. And I think, if I remember correctly, uh, there was um, a place in – when I went to visit my brother in, in New York City a couple of years ago, we went to a place in Brooklyn that was considered to be one of the best pizza places in the city, in the entire city, not just the borough of Brooklyn. <clears throat> but it was interesting because we were lined up down the street probably 45 minutes before wow. the place opened. This one guy had been running this pizza place for, I want to say, like 40 years. If it opened 20 minutes late, oh, well, he just got there late, that kind of thing. <laughs> he, he made all the pizzas. His, I think his son or son-in-law worked there but was reduced to something like making the dough. You know, he, he didn't trust his son. But And I think we had a simple pizza like this, but, boy, it really was one of the best pizzas I've ever had. And it, it was amazing because the place just filled up, you know, in as soon as they opened the doors, it was just jam-packed there. Well, you got to think about what's on this pizza, Kevin. You've got uh, fresh cuts of tomato. And, I'm, you know, and usually you know, when you're doing a pizza like this, you want to choose a really great tomato sauce, maybe something like a nice firm heirloom tomato. And then you've got um, the mozzarella, and it's cut in these really wonderful little rounds uh, that you add on. And then you've got this freshness from the basil. And for me, it's having them to add just a little bit of mint, fresh mint to top it off. It's just really a really wonderful bite. Yeah, and that uh, the basil and the mint there would add that, as you did with yours, add that nice uh, sparkle of green to the top, add a nice color to the pizza as well. We've got a caller on the line, so let's say uh, good morning to Ken, who's called in from Mobile. Good morning, Ken. Hey, Ken. Good morning. Hi. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. How are you? What do you have for us today? Uh, very well. Well, I want to tell you about a place I went uh, when I went to 
college at Auburn University in the 80s. There was a place there called Carmine's Pizza. It was um, Chicago deep dish style, the best crust you ever had in your entire life. Wow. They also had garlic bread balls made out of that crust, too. You can order the garlic bread balls came in a bowl of butter with garlic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. I've gone to Chicago, I've gone to New York, I've gone everywhere trying to find that pizza again because the place eventually they just decided to close. I don't know why, it was always packed, but they decided to close. And I've never found a pizza that good again. Wow, wow. It's so frustrating. I crave it. I crave it. (laughs) (laughs) It's been gone for how many years now? 40 years. I cannot find that pizza. Mm. (laughs) It's so frustrating. Anyway, it's kind of a blessing when you find, and a curse when you find the best food. Good advice, Kim. So thanks very much. Uh, That's good advice. When you find a place like that that you like to eat, go there often because you never know how long they might going to be open for. But, you know, when she was talking, it's just, you know, it's incredible how, you know, she has a 40-year-old food memory, you mm-hmm. know. So as human beings, our brains and our taste buds are extremely sensitive, and that's why food is such a powerful, powerful tool, Kevin. Uh, you know, and it's like from those memories of, you know, being a small child to, you know, a young woman in college that has the best bite of pizza, and 40 years later, you know, you're going like, I can't get it again. And so it's it's just amazing. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important to sit down and take the time, you know, to prepare a meal for your family, even if it's just once a month, you know, to get everybody to put their devices down, to bring them around the table and give them those memories, you know, when they're talking about mama, you know, 50 years from now and they go, you know, she made the best whatever, you know, in mm-hmm. the world. It's just so important to do that. And you're right that the, all these years later, she can remember how great that pizza was. And inter- interestingly enough, Kim also uh, brought up one of the big pizza debates, uh, much like boiled versus uh, 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 dry roasted peanuts. Chicago pizza, which, if I remember correctly, is a deep dish, you know, it a deep is. versus New York style pizza, which, again, like the one I had in Brooklyn, it's a flatter pizza with kind of a big slice of flat pizza. And of course, you know, you talk to people from Chicago, they're going to say that's the best. You talk to New Yorkers and say, no, this is the real pizza. So yeah, that's but a if you, b- debate but if that rages on. If you're in New York, you don't say pizza. You say, I need a slice. <laughs> you're right. You know, exactly. So you, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in New York, they have a nice slice. In Chicago, you want pizza. So. <laughs> uh, we've got Jesse on the line, also from Mobile. Good morning, Jesse. Whoop. Oops, sorry, Jesse, we lost you there. If you would uh, give us a call back. Uh, a couple of other pizzas, uh, some classic combinations. Pepperoni pizza, enough said there. I think that really is uh, a classic and I think one that a lot of people enjoy. It is, Kevin. And the beautiful thing about pepperoni is it comes in so many different uh, varieties of, of flavors, you know. And it's just one of those things that I can't get enough of when it's the right, right texture and flavor. Pepperoni is absolutely delicious. Although I will say I was taking earlier about you know, mouth burning. That's another one, though. Sometimes when you bite in to a piece of pizza and the pepperoni kind of slides off, you got to watch out that you're not pulling along some <laughs> piping hot cheese with that as well. <clears throat> the barbecue chicken pizza, reportedly the invention of the California Pizza Kitchen. Uh, their chef, Ed Lado in 1985. His original pizza creation was made with barbecue sauce, chicken, cilantro, red onions, and Fontana cheese uh, and remains on the uh, California Pizza Kitchen's menu to this very day. 
that's one that I like. It's kind of a different one, but I think that the sweetness of the barbecue sauce goes well on a pizza. Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, how could you go wrong? You've got chicken and pizza. You know, that whole combination is just absolutely wonderful. And, you know, you got these beautiful bright red onions on this pizza, and the Fontaine cheese is just really yummy. So, absolutely. It's definitely a winner for me. All right. I think we've got uh, Jesse back on the line from Mobile. Good morning, Jesse. How's it going? Hey, Jesse. Good morning. Okay, the pizza debate is like the barbecue debate down south. If you go (laughs) west, it's beef. If you come more toward the center, it's chicken. If you start swinging up, it's pork. So you've got deep dish Chicago style, which once you've had that, everything else is a distant second. (laughs) (laughs) Because you show up at the restaurant, and then they tell you, oh, it's going to be a 45-minute wait. And you're thinking, but I'm already sitting down. It's like, yep, it takes that long to prep and bake that deep dish. Absolutely. So you don't show up hungry. Otherwise, you would be starving by the time you're <laughs> smelling everyone else's dishes. The other one, the barbecue from California, try that. It's good. You literally have your barbecue chicken and cubed, diced on top. So mm-hmm. it's all bite-sized. You know, we're about trying to literally gnaw through it <laughs> it's designed to bite and go mm-hmm. my so, favorite is a it's similar to a bruschetta but it's the margarita and you did pronounce it right okay it's just a thinner crust but with what you might call mediterranean or lighter items on top mm-hmm. all right Thank you, Jesse. Very good. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, I think it, appropriately enough, because he said, you know, the, the, the chicken pizza is kind of a biting go, and that seems to fit the California lifestyle, freeways, and that sort of thing. So it's interesting how pizzas kind of maybe reflect the regional differences of, of the areas that they're from. Well, that goes to, you know, to say, uh, without a doubt, Kevin, with any style of food, for instance, you know, like when you travel to other regions and you're looking for that down-home Southern cooking and you sit down at the restaurant and, you know, it looks like one of our menus and they bring a food out and you go, like, what is that? You know, because it's just different. And, and um, you know, from, from region to region, based on, again, lifestyle, you know, the, the uh, availability of the, you know, diversity of chefs. Uh, and the the food market itself. So absolutely. Let's mention one more before our next break, and uh, that was one that Deborah and I were chatting about uh, before the show started, and that's Hawaiian pizza. And I admitted that I, you know, I'd seen it on menus and everything, and had never really tried it because I didn't think it would be very good. But recently did have it. It's usually tomato sauce, cheese, ham, and pineapple. And I was amazed how the, you know, I like pineapple, but I just didn't think it would work very well on a pizza. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. It works real well with the ham because ham and pineapple is a good combination even off of a pizza. Uh, interestingly enough, it reportedly was invented in Canada, uh, not the American island for what it's named. So I guess they thought pineapple, Hawaii, you can see the connection there. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think it's a really great bite, Kevin. And I like the fact that, again, you know, it's usually done with Canadian bacon most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is really a, a, you know, a nice, fun, whimsical bite of pizza. And it's got a little bit of sweetness to it. Uh, So I think it's a nice bite. All right. Uh, Time to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we'll switch gears just a little bit from pizza and welcome Evelyn Routon from the Crown Restaurant located in downtown Indianola. So stay tuned to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. If you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to a podcast using your favorite podcast app, or you can download the MPB Public Media app, and you can listen to MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. 
Also, if you want to join our conversation, you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464. As I mentioned before the break, switching gears just a little bit, uh, uh, leaving our pizza discussion for just a moment as we welcome our guest to the program. It's Evelyn Routon from the Crown Restaurant located in downtown Indianola, also the tasteofgourmet.com. She's joining us via Skype. Evelyn, thanks for being on the show with us. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, good morning, sweet lady. How are you? Hey. I am so glad to hear your sweet voice, Deborah. <laughs> I wish you were here eating something with me this morning. <laughs> I would love nothing, nothing better. Evelyn, let me tell you, let me let me just brag for a minute, Kevin. So Evelyn and her wonderful husband prepared dinner, Kevin, and invited me and my uh, very dear friend and sister uh, to dinner. And let me tell you, I, I've, I will have these memories, Evelyn, forever. The food was amazing. <laughs> The company was fantastic. The view of the the uh, was just gorgeous, Kevin. I mean, it was just amazing. So thank oh, you so much. We had a good time that night. Yeah. I loved having you. Thank you so much. Um, Evan, if you would, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, um, I grew up in um, here in Indianola. Uh, my family's from here. Uh, we traveled all over the world with the, the um, military, so we got lots of food ideas from everybody, but we had to come back home to have, as Tony retired, to start a business, and it had to be food because we love food so much. Mm-hmm. So we started our Crown Restaurant and an antique shop, and then it just kind of grew from there. People loved our food, so we started uh, doing mixes so they could take it home with them. Our, our, it's kind of grown you know, kind of like a big yeast dough does. It just grows and grows. It started with our smoked catfish pate. That was the first thing we had to manufacture so people could carry it home with us. And then it just went to Mississippi Delta fudge pine, peach pecan, and Jezebel sauce. And everything I'm hungry for, I have to put it in a jar so somebody else can enjoy it or in a mix so they can do it themselves. Well, Evelyn, the thing that it's I want... a passion. That I want to say to everybody, if you are in Indianola or coming through that direction, or if you're just in Mississippi and need something fantastic to do, drive to Indianola, go to the Crown Restaurant, and it it is just an amazing place to be in. I had a chance to stop in uh, last week. I was uh, in the Delta, Kevin, for a book signing, and I got to ha- hang out with Evelyn's daughter for a few minutes. But you don't just get great food. There's art that you can buy. It's crafts there. It really is just a lovely place to be in. Oh, thank you. We love our Mississippi artists, and we've got lots of local artists, pottery and paintings and um, good food, good food. <laughs> so we'll talk about your restaurant in just a minute, but what, talk a little bit, if you would, about the food scene in general there in Indianola and in the Delta as a whole. The Delta's well known for food. I mean, of course, we've got the hot tamales, we've got barbecue, um, good southern um, meet in three places here, mm-hmm. but we've also got some real fine dining things. We only do lunch here at the Crown, but we've got places like NOLA and um, places in Greenville that uh, are well known for their food. Um, people come to the Delta to eat. Uh, they've got to come to the BB King Museum. That's one of my other passions. They've got to come do that, eat lunch somewhere, spend the night, and eat supper uh, you know, at Doe's, at Lesko's, at all the wonderful places uh, that we've got. The Delta's full of food. 
Music and food. That's what we are. Music, food, and one of my favorites is the pecan <laughs> or pecan, depending, oh, yeah. on, <laughs> depending on what side now, you're you on. You have to say pecan. We, <laughs> we, we just can't go away from pecan. <laughs> I'm going to get in on that argument. And we've got a peach pecan pepper preserve. Mm. That's one of our products. So, you know, it, the Delta's full of good food. Just wants you to come. Uh, you mentioned the the smoked catfish pate. If you would maybe tell us about uh, the origins of that. Well, we used to do a lot of catering, and one of our catfish farmers was insistent that everything served at his daughter's wedding was catfish. No <laughs> shrimp, no crab, no meat, no nothing. So we came up with a um, recipe for the smoked catfish that came from our trips in England, a friend's recipe for smoked salmon pate. But anything you can do with uh, another fish, salmon, whatever it is, you can do with catfish, U.S. farm-raised catfish. So we started smoking fish the way they do in England and making the pate, and it has just been our best seller ever, Kevin. It goes all over the country uh, at Christmas, uh, uh, Mother's Day. You know, it's just one of those things people have to have for the holidays. And I imagine it's that's creamy. And I'm, I'm sorry, I get carried away when I'm talking about the food. <laughs> but it's flavorful. It's got smoke. It's all natural flavors, and it's just creamy. And um, we put a little bit of red wine in it, so oh, it wow. has a pretty color. And um, it's just wonderful. Freezes. Now I'm gonna have to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's part of the fun of of being in the food business is when you're presented with that kind of challenge. You know, to kind of think of what can we do to yeah. make this, and then using your your background of, of having traveled around the world and, and borrowing some food ideas from from other places. Which we exactly what we did. We um, we've done two cookbooks. Our first one was only catfish, but using things from. Uh, the Orient, using farm-raised catfish, lots of French dishes that we serve in the Crown every day. But we use uh, catfish. Catfish is wonderful. I'm, I get on my high horse with catfish, too. <laughs> but uh, it's just something that uh, will pay, take on whatever flavor you get, give it, whether it's wine or capers or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that smoked catfish pate is really, really good. Evelyn, I'm really, really excited to hear somebody so excited about catfish because it truly is one of my favorite, uh, you know, it catfish. Is. And the Mississippi Delta, good. of course, you know, is famous for its uh, catfish farms. And, the you know, and they take such good care of how they feed and raise their catfish. So I want to say, you know, a, a, a Great thank you to all the catfish farmers in the Mississippi Delta, but it really is such a delicate fish, you know, and it's, and it's gotten a bad rap, you know, over the, the years, for, you know, but I tell anybody, if you sit down and have a, a, a meal with a Mississippi raised catfish, you don't want anything else ever. That's right. Well, it's, it's good protein, it's good flavor, it's healthy, and it's sustainable, and it's local, you know, this is something that we can be really proud of in Mississippi. Um, and our smoked catfish pate, of course, but our catfish allison is something that the Crown is pretty famous for. It's a Parmesan cheese and butter and green onion sauce oh, wow. over a poached fillet of catfish and then browned under the broiler and uh, bubbly good. 
Oh, I got goosebumps <laughs> just listening to you talk about <laughs> that. Good. Now, speaking of the catfish, uh, there. Uh, other than that, there the black eyed pea dish that you served us at dinner. Please talk about that a little bit. Well, it's pickled black eyed peas. You know, the South has always done things like, um, oh, what's the word for it? When my daddy would put his vinegar on top of the black eyed peas. Well, what we did was take the the that whole idea, but take the peas, um, the canned peas, and we made a vinaigrette that has all that vinegar, but a little sugar and a little spices and whatnot, and let it sit. And you can make that, stick it in the refrigerator, and eat it for several weeks and spoon it over your um, um, pork chop or just mm-hmm. over a salad. I love that pickled black-eyed peas. Oh, wow. It's Deborah just, just showed me a picture so of it. Easy. Oh, did she? Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, my newest cookbook just gives a lot of simple things to do, things you can make today and eat tomorrow, make today and eat a week from now, and make your eat, cooking easy. Deborah's all into people need to cook, uh, and our mixes make that really simple for you to do. Just open a box, you know. Uh, of one of my pie mixes, melt a stick of butter, add a couple of eggs, and throw it in a pie shell. You can't get any easier than that. <laughs> but but the, um, the point is that people need to cook. Quit eating out so much. Now, this is coming from somebody who owns a <laughs> restaurant. But, um, you know, there are special occasions, but it's so easy to cook at home if you just think it through. And use some of the easy recipes we've got in our cookbook that Deborah's got in hers. Um, cooking at home is family. It's love. Um, it just it's it's community. Uh, it's just love. I guess that's what it is. Evan, if you'll hold on, we need to take one final break this hour. We'll get back. We'll continue talking to you. We want to talk about your okay. website, and I like to talk about desserts, so we'll get to that as well. <laughs> also, after the break, uh, there is another food celebration happening today. We'll tell you what that is, and we'll continue our discussion with Evelyn Rufton from the Crown Restaurant in downtown Indianola. Back with more after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting uh, right now with Evelyn Routon from uh, Indianola, the Crown Restaurant in downtown Indianola. Also, the tasteofgourmet.com website. Get back to Evelyn in just a second. But we did mention a couple of food holidays today. So today is National Donut Day and National Chinese Takeout Day, two of my favorites. Wow, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Go get a chocolate donut and some uh, fried rice, maybe. Who knows? Um, Evelyn, thanks for holding through the break and, and, and staying with us. Uh, as you might have guessed from my mentioning donuts, I'm, I'm a big fan of desserts and sweets. So we talked about some of the, the food or the main uh, entrees, I guess, at the restaurant. What are some of the sweet things that you offer as well? Well, we have a dessert table that we invite everybody to go to and help themselves to six different pies, oh, Kevin. Gosh. <laughs> also pavlova and trifle. English sherry trifle. But our pies are all our pie mixes that we manufacture, but we make them every day here at the Crown. We've got Mississippi Delta fudge, this oozy, mm. goozy uh, chocolate. Uh, plantation pies, coconut and chocolate chips. The chess pie, grand old chess, oh is a big favorite <laughs> with the men. Uh, our Lake Shackleford lemon is very tart and sharp. I like to drizzle a little chocolate sauce over to this beautiful yellow pie to make it look pretty when I'm at home. Um, 
macaroon, coconut macaroon is my personal favorite because it was my grandmother's recipe. And it's, it's one of my mixes. And um, it's just like a old-fashioned uh, custard with toasted coconut. Mm. Uh, and praline pie, that was something we came up with because people wanted something that didn't have nuts and they wanted it to be like a pecan pie. So we kind of twisted the recipe around and added oatmeal to the mix so that people could enjoy it. I think that's what we had when you were there. We, I was about to say um, that. We had that for dinner, and it yeah. was absolutely divine. But you you can enjoy that without having nuts, but your mind thinks you're eating nuts. <laughs> but, you know, uh, and this time of the year, everybody needs desserts. You know, you've got to take a pie to grandmother's house or to, to aunt so-and-so's, um, and our, our pie mixes make it so easy, so easy. Well, Evelyn, if uh, if I'm ever at the Crown, I need to sit far away from the dessert table or else I would just spend my time <laughs> <No>. there. <laughs> no, I, I always push you into getting at least a little sliver of everything. You need to taste it all. Evelyn, I'm going to have to drive. Kevin Kevin and I are going to have to drive up there, and we're going to make sure that he sits really close to the dessert table. I've got the perfect table for him. You can almost reach over and get another slice. But all of all of these uh, things can be ordered on our uh, tasteofgourmet.com, and you'll see pictures of them. It'll make you hungry, and um, it's a very simple website, uh, and we love shipping out things to people. Gifts, we're, that's what we started doing now with people wanting Christmas gifts going to Indiana and whatnot. Taste of the South going all over the country. So, and so it's a fun you- time of the year. You call it speed scratch, so it's basically when you when someone orders something on the website, what do they get uh, in in the mail in return? They get a box that has a little bag in it with everything in it that they need to make that pie or bread or whatever it is that they've ordered, except the um, eggs and margarine mm-hmm. or butter. Now, what we don't use any artificial thing. You're putting in the fresh ingredients. Right. We've pre-mixed it. We've measured. We've done the shopping for you. You don't have to worry about, do you have enough cinnamon? It's all in the mix except for your butter and margarine and your eggs. And that way it's fresh, and people are so funny. I can't use mix. I need to make it myself. And I said, you are making it <laughs> You have put it in the bowl. You've cracked the eggs. You've melted the margarine. You've put it in the pie shell. It's speed scratch. You've done. We've done all part of that for you. So it, it's your pie, and you can be proud. It's homemade out of your oven. <laughs> and so that's uh, tasteofgourmet.com. Is that right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, if uh, some more information about the Crown Restaurant? Does it have a separate uh, website? Oh, uh, we do have another website for it. There's more about the Crown on our Taste of Gourmet, too. But it's uh, thecrownrestaurant.com. All right. Um, and we're open Tuesday through Saturday. We serve only lunch, 11 to 2, but the gift shop and the art gallery are open from 10 to 5. And this time of the year, um, sometimes a little later, because people are buying gifts. And, and, it's a fun know, place to 
And again, Kevin, I want to encourage everybody to, you know, to go just to take a walk through Indianola. It's kind of, you know, a, a wonderful step back in time. It's a beautiful, charming little town. And the crown is right on the corner. And right between uh, the crown and the building next to it is this beautiful little uh, alleyway with benches and little uh, uh, memorabilia. And it's a wonderful place to sit and hold hands and eat that dessert. It's just a really charming place. Thank you for saying that, Deborah, because our little downtown is still alive and well. We have people who, who come shopping, and we'll see them. They'll eat lunch with us, and two hours later, we still see them outside. They've wandered down the shops down the street. We've got lots of nice things. It's that old-town, Christmassy kind of atmosphere. I know I'm going on about Christmas, but it's, the, it's that time of year. <laughs> it's that time of year. But... Uh, it's a lovely place to shop. We've got lots that you can enjoy. All right. We want you to come to Indianola. All right, Evelyn, uh, thanks for joining us. And just a reminder, too, if you're looking for catfish, make sure you find that Made in uh, Mississippi label on there so that you're getting the, uh, the right. real thing. You don't want to get a cheap imitation. You want to get that good farm-raised catfish uh, from the heart of the Mississippi Delta. Absolutely. Very good. All right. Absolutely. This was fun. Thank you for having me. You bet, Thank Evelyn. You thanks so a much, lot. Evelyn. Evelyn Routon of the Crown Restaurant located in downtown Indianola. So a couple of minutes left. Uh, we mentioned today was National Chinese Takeout Day. Uh, do you have a favorite thing when you go to a Chinese restaurant? Yes, everything on the menu. <laughs> I love Chinese food, Kevin. It's just one of my weaknesses. And um, uh, shrimp egg foo young is probably the first thing that comes to mind. But I'll take it all from lo mein uh, noodles, the whole deal. Just, you know. There's one place I like to go to in Flowood that uh, has the, they you know, you get the entree and the little thing of fried rice and it comes in that little carton that everyone is familiar with and i don't know why they just think that's a lot of fun although i will say and this probably might rankle some feathers or whatever but people who use uh chopsticks at chinese restaurants are a little bit i guess maybe because i don't i always think well i think you're dog. jealous kevin <laughs> that, that just sounds like a little jo- you know you're just gonna have to take a pair of sticks home and just kind of you know play with them a little bit it's not as hard as it looks well and my thing too is and you're right maybe a practice because when i go eat and i'm it, i don't do very well it's like you're getting you know you get something almost to your mouth and it falls off or you get two grains of rice and i'm like ah, forget about it i'm an american i'm gonna eat with a fork <laughs> <laughs> so, <That's too> funny. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, any? Are you starting to plan ahead? Some uh, any of the fate? I know uh, sweet potato pie certainly is uh, one of your your best dishes ever, and it's a it's a Thanksgiving related thing. What are some oh, other things absolutely, you do at Thanksgiving? Kevin. Uh, you know, so this year we're, we're you know, like I said earlier in the show, if you know looking for your catering needs, please reach out to me. We're doing. Uh, we have this charming, charming caramel apple pie that we've added to the menu. We've got a decadent uh, pecan pie. I'm doing a bourbon pie. We're doing the sweet potato pie. We're doing pound cakes, Kevin. But we're also doing all those other things that you need for the holidays. You know, and so if you need to find me, of course, just Deborah Hunter on Facebook. Reach out to me, and we'll make it happen for you during the holidays. All right. And then uh, some of the things, you know, the thing is, you know, much as I love the sweet potato pie, I would also eat the sweet potatoes casserole that you, you know, so it would be a double dose because uh, <laughs> it's great. And uh, the, I remember a couple years ago at my sister-in-law's house, uh, the leftovers, and it was amazing how 
all the little marshmallows got eaten before the rest of the sweet potato oh, yeah. pie the marshmallows did. on top are always really, really yummy, Kevin. But you're right. We, we're going to be doing sweet potato casseroles. We're going to be doing a sausage dressing this year mm. that is incredible. Uh, wonderful macaroni and cheese. All of the wonderful things that you think you can dream up for the holidays, we're going to be doing that. And I'm just really excited. I've partnered uh, with a, a really great staff this year, so we're able to do larger catering events. And so I'm just really excited about what's happening. And uh, my other sister-in-law has some roots on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, so uh, we also have some dirty rice uh, at the Thanksgiving table as well. So uh, it's it's good to have uh, relatives that cook well because on these big holidays, uh, you're certainly treated right, that's for sure. So, Kevin, I only have, you know, one question. Is this going to be the Thanksgiving you finally introduced me to your family? I mean, you can't, I'm starting to feel like the girlfriend you're hiding. <laughs> we will, we'll talk about that as the month continues. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Once again, we want to say thanks for everyone who made contributions during our recent pledge drive. Our show was produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener this morning was Michelle McAdoo. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for Deep South Dining, heard only on MPB Think Radio.